Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of MoCast and uh, this is uh, during uh, the time of Dragonflight. It's if everything is live, everybody's playing and stuff. But we did have in discussions for the longest time Windwalker Monk and it's yeah. one of those specs that we love to death. Always loved it, always advocated for it regardless of the season's passing. And oh, uh, we know it's one of the more beloved specs of yes. uh, of the people, of the players, of the game. And it has been going through some uh, back and forth lists in the last couple of years. And uh, we are in the camp of, uh, I think Windwalker is pretty cool, but we're not here to convince you because we will be talking about Windwalker going into everything that's coming into Dragonflight with the one, the, the only, only, the <laughs> very best, yeah. Babylonius, which you might know from uh, the Pika Serenity Community's Discord website. And if you don't, I don't know what, what are you doing with your life, man? You're playing the come, monkey, come don't know about Babs. Hey, Babs, welcome, buddy, once again. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Hell yeah. And I let the, let the good people it. know a little bit about yourself uh, once <coughs> again, and then we can carry on talking about the cave the dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm Babylonius or Babs, uh, you know, or whatever else people call me at times. Um, you know, I've been running the Peak of Serenity Discord, the class Discord for monks for the past several years. I run the peakofserenity.com monk website, uh, write all of the Windwalker guides for uh, the major websites, Icy Veins, Wowhead, and Peak. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been playing Windwalker really since the start of uh, very early into Mists. I played them a little bit on beta and then uh, eventually switched them before the first tier was over. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been doing just about everything I can for Windwalker for, I think we're going on eight years, seven years, eight years. Oh yeah, it's been a long time. And we cannot uh, stress enough like the, the 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 value Babs attitude to the whole uh, Monk community, but specifically for Windwalkers. Um, there was like the Peak of Serenity website, the Discord, oh, yeah. um, not to mention the fact that he always uh, was there like to help us out with the guides we did, you know, the beginner guides and all of that. Because for those who don't know, like when Walker monks uh, can be quite uh, technical if you want to master them properly. Yep. So there's uh, there's a lot to go in there. And when we kind of like always recommend it, like if you really want to become a true master of the Windwalker monk, it's like peakofserenity.com is like the place to go. Uh, I know uh, Babs also has a YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken, and there's uh, yep. there's stuff there too to be had as well. Everything's going to be in the description, by the way, guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to to check it out. Because I mean, I don't think there's a more guaranteed and clear and concise version of information than Peak of Serenity and Babs uh, when it comes to Windwalker Monk uh, specifically, but not just only that. I mean, Peak covers all the specs. There's um, uh, a couple of more guide writers there and theory crafters and all of that. Mm. Uh, but for now, let's talk about Windwalker in Dragonflight. And we can start it off with the, uh, I would like to call it the, let's say, evolution going from Legion, BFA, Shadowlands, and kicking it up to Dragonflight. Um, I, I hope I'm not wrong here. I guess... One of the things that was more, more, um, that Windwalkers had more going for them was always the AOE department, uh, with some issues, uh, in single target. Although I think there were a couple of moments where single target was pretty good. Maybe Babs can clear on this. Let's talk a little bit about the curve and where we're heading right now into Dragonflight Babs. 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, going back, you know, like you said, AOE has really always been Windwalker's, uh, you know, best thing. Not only having the most tools for it, but, uh, you know, it's been kind of the thing that Blizzard has doubled down on, uh, you know, for the most part. Single target has struggled more often than not. Uh, there have been times, you know, where, uh, you know, single target is strong, you know, or decent. Uh, but most of the time it tends to fall, you know, pretty uh, well behind, um, you know, going through... Legion, of course, Windwalker, you know, finished out Legion and Antorus is, you know, one of, if not the best um, DPS spec, uh, both in single target and AoE. Um, I think Warlock's probably uh, one of the Warlock specs. Something happened. One of the Warlock specs was slightly stronger at the time. Windwalkers having pets confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's a Dragonflight. New spec for Mox. They are unfortunately not you know, big lightning tigers <laughs> um, like Zuen. But yeah, so that, you know, going into BFA, there was a lot. It was a very tumultuous time for Windwalker. Um, I wrote uh, several articles at the start of, of BFA. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but it was something like 11 changes or 11 different like major changes um, to the spec after BFA came out. Um, things like uh, switching around Azerite traits, talents, you know, all that stuff. There was just so much early on in BFA and uh, that it was a lot. And then, um, you know, really throughout BFA, Windwalker just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And AoE was always good, but even that kind of fell behind, um, at least compared to what it usually was. So BFA was a very difficult expansion to be a Windwalker. Um especially as, as the expansion went on. Then into Shadowlands, Windwalker got quite a lot of attention from Blizzard early on in Shadowlands, um, fixing bugs, <clears throat> buffs, and, and kind of moving stuff around yep. um, to where it was pretty strong uh, throughout most of Shadowlands. Certainly, you know, the AoE, the Myth Mythic Plus department, um, you know, Windwalker was one of, if not the strongest, you yep. know, melee specs for AoE for pretty much all of Shadowlands. Uh, single target, again, you know, really struggled, especially towards the end um, of Shadowlands. But, you know, thankfully, it, you know, at least um, without, without any ability to definitely look for, you know, see the future, um, you know, Blizzard put a decent amount of effort into kind of uh, the single target aspect of Windwalkers when it came to talents and, and stuff like that. So the, the things are looking up for Windwalker and single target. Um, and then they've just continued to look up for, you know, AOE where it's going to be pretty hard for, it would take quite a lot for Windwalker to not be good yeah, at strong. least, you know, if not great in AOE, like mythic club stuff. For sure. I think, uh, I think it's one of the success stories. If you ask me in terms of like how they designed the talents or uh, quote unquote redesign, uh, I think Windwalker is uh, a monk in general, but, Windwalker uh, received so many good things from the past that was just added up there. And I like the fact that, you know, uh, uh, some other specs kind of had the same, let's say, uh, good attribute to them or good niche. And for some of them, there was this the philosophy, okay, you have to sacrifice this in order to get that. I, I don't feel it was the case for Windwalkers. Windwalkers can retain super crazy AoE still in Dragonflight with how it's looking right now. We'll see how numbers turn out. But it, as you said, 
it would be like they have to like really nerf a lot of the stuff down to just make them irrelevant, which I don't think will be the case. Um, Hope not. No, but um, just to go getting into like how you know the talents are are working, and we can talk a little bit about the general ones because I feel um, again, Windwalker is benefiting from the general talent trees as you know as as an example for other specs that maybe did not have the same stuff and all i can think about is like the the amount of defensives you can get from the general talent tree it's insane have you have you looked no, at uh, the, the only <laughs> thing that's coming it's coming any anyway close might be enhancement but not i don't i don't know if it's it's even the same i mean there's there's still throughput stuff i think there's the, the expel harm thing which which you can get uh, some yeah, yeah. So as opposed to like other classes, it feels like um, you have a lot less throughput in the general talent tree, but you still, you still have go stuff, for it. stuff like, I don't know, like fast feet seems uh, yep. particularly, I mean, it's 35% increased damage on sun kick and that's on one point and that's like a lot for like one node. I don't know. Well, I, I guess maybe we can talk about this. Um, I don't yep. know how much you double into any other specs or any other classes in general, but what is your general take on the uh, on the general talents for, for, for Monk? Obviously from the lens of a Windwalker player. And then maybe we can even talk about the Windwalker specific talents going into Dragonfly because, you know, Monk... Oh. Together with Demon Hunter, are the classes that never had any kind of right. talent trees ever. You just had the, you know, choose one of yeah, yeah. You just had choose one of three things. So, how do you feel about all of this, starting from the general talent trees and going into the spec specific ones? Yeah, so I think um, you know definitely you can see, you know, when it comes to Monk um, and Windwalker specifically, you can see that there wasn't a talent tree to kind of fall back on. Um, you know, a lot of pretty much all of the stuff that Windwalkers have in our class tree, as well as a lot of the stuff, um, less so for the general monk tree, but a lot of it is stuff that we've had in the past and they kind of just all put it together in one way or another, um, which is fine. Uh, you know, but looking at the class tree, you know, there definitely is less throughput. You know, there's a couple talents. Um, you know, as I pull things up, there's, you know, the Resonant Fists is a nice AoE. Uh, you know, kind of consistent AOE damage. Um, fast feet is, you know, a decent chunk of damage, especially to spinning crane kick and rising sun kick. Other things like reducing the cooldown on touch of death um, and making touch of death more usable. Um, you know, those are really the throughput talents. Um, you know, the other things like the things that augment expel harm, you know, they are, they're small, but there's enough of them then, you know, that eventually they kind of add up. Um, but really, you know, looking at the class tree, the, the biggest thing is just the incredible amount of other tools, right? You can spec into three different defensive cooldowns, um, you know, in, in the form of Diffuse Magic, Dampen Harm, and Fortifying Group. Um, you can spec into, you know, having three charges of roll, you know, with Celerity and Improved Roll and, you know, having those rolls have a reduced cooldown. You know, we have Transcendence in there, of course. We have um, the what I consider to be maybe the strongest talent uh, ever in, in Escape from Reality, um, which allows us to Transcendence and then Transcendence back within 10 seconds, um, which is just in terms of, you know, uh, usefulness in raids. So many mechanics you can do with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, just getting out. You know, if you have to run out for something, you know, not only can you port out with Transcendence, then you just port right back in after that mechanic is over. You know, there are very few mechanics 
in PVE at least, and and certainly PVP. You know, it's it's going to be a very strong talent as well. There's very few mechanics that last for longer than ten seconds. Um, so even though Windwalker already had things like roll and flying serpent kick to get in and out, now this is just even faster. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I think it's one of those things that you know you're going to see players using, and it's going to take some time for people to get used to, but. I think in terms of potential um, escape from reality is just huge, um, you know, but, you know, really that it kind of just doubles down on, you know, the fact that you can have a ton of movement, a ton of defensives um, out of the class tree. You know, we have the uh, summon white tiger statue, which is not a ton of damage, but most of the time, you know, like I've just been advocating people just macro it to something so that it just gets dropped and you don't have to worry about it. Um, so it's it's a little bit of damage. It's not a ton, but when when the tree is filled with mostly non throughput talents, you know it does help to kind of grab the throughput where you can, uh, you know, in regards to that. But yep. it, it's the the class tree I thought was very. There's some wonkiness, you know, um, you know some things. I think Fort Brew could be a little bit easier to get than having to talent into disable, you know, and right. or paralysis. Um, you know, kind of the far right side of the tree, I think, could be a little smoother. Um, but, you know, then we have other things like the auras, the wind walking, which is movement speed, generous pour, which is the avoidance, which, you know, adding 4% avoidance to pretty much all of melee is is enormous. You know, that's basically 4% reduced damage, you oh, yeah. know, to most things, which is just huge. Um, and then close to heart, which is, you know, healing and stuff like that, which is less useful than avoidance, but more useful than the movement speed um, is going to be. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, it, the class tree is, is good. You know, I, I think, like I said, there, there's definitely things that could be better. Um, but overall, you know, it gets the job done and it just gives you a lot, a lot, a lot of tools, especially tools to survive. Um, yeah. You know, with all of the, the things in the class tree plus touch of karma in the spec tree, you know, if you die to something, it's your fault, you know, <laughs> because you didn't plan correctly. You didn't use the right to, like, there's just tools to handle everything. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. It's just really, really great. Um, it's just looking at it, at it, I guess there's this discussion and we have to go a little bit through it because uh, it wouldn't be a podcast if we don't. The the utility, I mean, we, nobody yep. will, nobody will have a problem with the monk utility in general. We can all agree that you'll need to have at least one monk, regardless of the spec in the raid. Right? Oh yeah, there's, for sure. Because there's, I mean, just not even talking about Mystic Touch or anything, just looking at the general talent tree, you can yep. see how many good things a monk can bring to a team. Now, yep. when it comes specifically to Windwalker, and this is an issue a lot of melees are facing, I mean, apart from, I don't know, Warrior, I think, I don't know, uh, Rogue still, has, I don't think they have the wrestless thingy anymore, right? They, no, uh, they, they, no, they took it out, yeah. Um, there's like most of the melees in terms of like what they bring to the to the the uniqueness or whatever they they don't have it. Um, where do you stand on this? I mean, I I'm, I know there's a talk to be had about Windwalker monks either having something unique to bring or not. And when I say that, uh, I, I kind of mean it. You know, something that the other two specs cannot bring. I know it's difficult. I know right. it's hard. But would you would you see? 
uh, Windwalker monks being brought to, uh, not race to well first, but, you know, the general, let's say, top 500, top, top 1000, do you see, like, guilds actually considering monks just purely off of their damage profile? It's just probably going to be something very, very important in some fights. Or do you see, like, okay, monk can also bring this, this, and that, uh, Windwalker, specifically? There's a big discussion um, about this. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's kind of long been a problem for Windwalker, right? Where... Um, you know, a lot of the utility, a lot of things beyond damage that Windwalker brings were also brought by Mistweavers and Brewmasters. Um, you know, Havoc has, has suffered a little bit and Vengeance, you know, connected. They've kind of gone back and forth with that. Um, but it's a similar situation where, you know, for much of, you know, certainly the last expansion or two, if a raid had a Brewmaster, as most did, because Brewmaster's been, you know, kind of regularly one of the strongest tanks, then you're not going to feel like you need a Windwalker. Um, you know, I, I think that will generally be, you know, continue um, in Dragonflight. Most of the, you know, the really awesome things in terms of utility that Windwalker can bring, um, you know, come out of the class tree, which obviously Mistweaver and Brewmaster have access to. Um, but that being said, you know, it, it really, there's a lot of tools um, and because there is a lot of that flexibility with damage um, and uh, and stuff like that in terms of the Windwalker's capability, you know, having a Windwalker is something that, you know, I, I don't know if it'll rise, you know, it's going to come down to tuning and stuff as to whether or not it'll rise to the level that everyone wants at least one Windwalker. Um, but it's it's definitely going to be in a situation where if you have someone who wants to and can play Windwalker, um, it, it's going to be a very strong thing to have. You know, there's a lot of, you know, certainly if nothing else, just for the AOE damage, you know, that it's brought. You know, we saw a lot of that in Sol Surrender. Um, Sanctum of Domination and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, where the teams that had a Windwalker ready to go were able to blast through a couple bosses because the Windwalker could just kind of handle, a, you know, a mechanic on its own. Yep. Um, and, know. you know, a lot of that comes down to tuning, of course, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something where Windwalkers, there's not going to be any really good reason or even a bad reason to, to <laughs> um, avoid a Windwalker. You know, Windwalker is going to be able to bring, you know, the stuff that you need. Um, it should be able to bring the damage... Uh, that you need and stuff like that. So um, groups, you know, certainly are not going to be, and they're not going to need to avoid it. Um, but, you know, whether or not they'll exist at the highest of high levels, I think they're, you know, most of those top guilds will have a Windwalker ready to go. Um, you know, whether or not they use it on certain fights will come down to the fight design and, and tuning and stuff like that. But, um, I think it, they would be really doing themselves a disservice to not have somebody, you know, who can capably play Windwalker um, if the need arises. Because I think you're just gonna want to you're gonna want to have that in your back pocket, um, sure. You know, in case it becomes the best thing to have. I mean, I've seen some fights where I can totally see 
Wind Walker. I'm thinking the was it the first boss that we tested? I don't know if it's the first the eggs, boss of the raid with, the with all the ads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and maybe maybe we can use this as a segue into talking about the actual talents yeah, of Wind we'll Walker. Yeah, because um, there's like a lot of burst AOE that you can use there and we know that at least for the last I don't know maybe a year or so this has kind of been the identity of Windwalker with uh, spinning crank kick dance of GG uh, you know in combination with bone does brew and so on this at least in Shadowlands by the way I want to I want to make a small parenthesis there because I know that a lot of people memed Windwalkers uh, especially season 3 and 4 mm. uh, it was not easy to pull that shit off it was not no one button spamming I tried it <laughs> I, I I couldn't pull it off. I needed a lot more time to get used to it. So that was it was, not easy. It was also very proc fishing. You you, you didn't just have it. Yep. Yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever no, you wanted. You, it. you needed to know what to do in order to pull that stuff off. So th that was like one thing. And, and uh, we'll get to the the, the talents uh, right on. But from from what I uh, uh, tested out, it's much easier now to obtain that. But this is also because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot more going into like the different builds you can you can play around with. You're not like restricted to, to going into that. Now, my parenthesis is closed. Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to... That, that's, that, that, that's perfectly fine because um, I'm looking at the Windwalker talent tree and it's one of the specs that seems to have kind of everything that it Yep. That it probably could want, but you know, this is obviously from you know, like a, like a like an average boy perspective. Um, but man, maybe Windwalker didn't really have a lot of things to want because it's not you know like a warrior that's been on for like seventeen years, and they had this one tier set back in Wrath. It's none of, none of that stuff. It's a little bit more recent. Um, so what I want to know is like in from from people that maybe started playing Windwalker just recently with all the spin to win, spinning crank kick dance of GG going into Dragonflight, like what what can people expect? Because you you you're looking at the talent tree and you see pretty much everything there. There's a probably probably all of the conduits that we had so far, the potency conduits. We have the bone dust brew, we have the Feyline stomp and so on and so forth. Weapons of order, maybe. So I don't know. <laughs> I would have expected yeah, to see that before Feyline Stomp in the Windwalker tree. But what do you yeah. what do you think of the overall talents? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, not having weapons of order was a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, from a standpoint of you know the people of of having used it and stuff, it would have been nice to have. Uh, you know, from a player standpoint, from a guide writer standpoint. You know, having to explain to people how to use weapons of order and serenity together, you know, it was going to be a bit daunting, um, you know, in terms of the optimal, you know, way of doing that. Uh, you know, so I'm not totally heartbroken that it's not there. I think Feyline Stomp continues to be just the prettiest, you know, visual that I think they've ever put into the game. Um, you know, so uh, I'm not totally upset about having to look at it uh, because I just think it's just beautiful. Um, you know, but when, you know, looking at the Windwalker talent tree, like it has a very strong, you know, I think what I've, what I've started calling kind of the spine of the tree, you know, which is kind of just the, the straight line down in the middle. Um, it's got a lot of stuff that you're pretty much just going to want to take all the time. Um, you know, you're going to want to have flying serpent kick all the time because life without it is rough. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to want to have, you know, Storm, Earth, and Fire or Serenity. And then things like Drinking Horn Cover and kind of just continuing down that straight line. Um, you know, and then a lot of those nodes kind of off on either side are also very, very strong. Um, teachings of the Monastery is, is something that is looking to be just an incredibly powerful tool to have. 
Um, you know, and the best thing about teaching in the monastery is I think it really contributes to a lot of, um, for Windwalker, feeling like every ability matters. Um, you know, where it, even, cur you know, previously in Shadowlands, Blackout Kick was just kind of something you did to get Mark of the Crane, something you did to kind of keep mastery going, just kind of in between. Now, with teaching the monastery, Blackout Kick is something you will want to press. Um, you know, you're not going to go out of your way to press it, but as you get close to or hit that third stack of teaching of the monastery, it then becomes, you know, really your most uh, efficient damage ability. You know, for one chi, it does a lot of damage. Um, and then not only that, it, you know, will give you uh, three 12% chances to reset Rising Sun Kick. So um, the big thing for, for Windwalker, uh, you know, when I looked at the class tree, and I, I've been playing, I had played uh, Feral Druid for um, really most of the past year um, because I really wanted to just focus on single target, you know, let others in my guild pad and, <laughs> and you know, see all those big numbers, let them have their fun. Um, but I wanted to really focus on single target and getting the boss down. Um, and I, I really like that. And that kind of affirmed that that's the play style that I like. Um, you know, so when a lot of people ask me, hey, you're going to come back to play Woodwalker? It was all right. Well, I have to see the class tree. I want to see that Blizzard puts effort into single target in the class tree instead of just doubles down on AoE. Um, and I think they did that. You know, I think there's, there's some, you know, ways with having Glory of the Dawn with having uh, Strike of the Windlord back, which is obviously something people have been asking for since it disappeared. Um, you know, but then other things, you know, having Zuen's Battle Gear is, you know, that was the best tier bonus Windwalker's ever seen. That was pinnacle, you know, design for Windwalker. Um, and it's a little watered down, you know, in, in the Legendary and then the Talent version, but it's still there. You know, it, it there's a lot of interconnectivity between Windwalker abilities. That's really the biggest thing. Um, that I was am very happy to see. Um, you know, so really there's that kind of center column, you know, is very strong for Windwalker. And then you pick and choose, you know, kind of the ways you want to do things. As we're looking at Sims for things, you know, and obviously, you know, in practice will we'll be different, but there's quite a few options that people are going to have. You know, um, generally one of the talents, Skyreach, which was key for Skyreach, um, the legendary. Um, is that's a talent that you're going to want to have all the time because it just has the most the highest damage potential. Um, however, because it kind of zips you forward or zips you towards your target, it's very jarring for if you're not prepared for it. And it's one of those things that's going to get a lot of people killed. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of dead characters because they pressed Tiger Palm at the wrong time and zipped into fire, zipped into a mechanic. Don't play a monk. Don't play a oh, monk. I'm already doing that with, with my invoker. It's, it's not yeah. even instant. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, yeah, like a lot of, you know, classes have that ability, Shadow Step and, um, you know, Feral Leap and, and stuff like that that kind of put you in a certain spot. This is going to be that, except it's not a cooldown. It's just going to happen all the time. Um, so it takes some getting used to. Um, but I think for the players that can get used to it, the players that can use it, well, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, but like I said, it's one of those things, it's going to get more people, more characters killed maybe than almost any <laughs> ability, you know, uh, that we have. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, there's a lot of that choice, you know, as we're going through and looking, you know, we're going to want to recommend a talent with or talent tree with that and without that. Because there's just going to be people that are like, under no circumstance will they use it. 
And then there's going to be the people that's all right, well, it's mathematically better, so I'm going to use it. Um, same with Serenity and uh, Storm Earth and Fire. You know, right now they're looking close enough that you can kind of pick one you like, uh, you know, which is nice. Is something that people have been asking for for a really long time. Um, and then, you know, we have things like Bone Dust Brew, which obviously puts more emphasis on Bidding Crane Kick um, and stuff like that. Because Hit Combo is where it is um, and it exists. You know, we're not going to be in the situation that we were during Shadowlands where you just kind of mindlessly spam spinning crane kick. You're going to want to put things in between so that they, uh, you know, to keep up your mastery, to keep up your your hit combo. Um, but, you know, so that, that for me, that's kind of nice, even though I really don't like hit combos existence in general and really never have. Um, but yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of different options that people have. You know, there's the, Touch of Death, Explosion, Fatal Flying Guillotine, you know, build that people are really, really enjoying <laughs> yeah, right now. One of the coolest things I, they I've, could uh, ever I've, added. I've Even the, the name, you know, coming from like the, the old Comfort Flicks and all of that, it's just like yeah. beautiful, just exquisite. Oh, I've I've been in a in a dungeon on uh, on beta, and I was trying to get some footage with balanced druid going into a pack. The pack <laughs> yeah. dropped to half HP, and then it disappeared. And I was like, "What right. just happened?" It was a windwalker so, in the party. So that's actually a perfect segue because you know, we talked about you know uh, a little bit about some of perfect. the bugs let's, that let's talk has experienced. Um, you know, and right now, uh, windwalker is mostly bug free. You know, I say mostly because it's never going to be perfect, but. Certainly compared to how it was in the past, Windwalker is pretty bug-free. With the exception of um, Improved Touch of Death. Um, right now, Improved Touch of Death is is in the class tree and it's working, it's working the way it's supposed to. However, um, if you don't take it and then uh, have things like Forbidden Technique from the class tree or from the spec tree and Fatal Flying Guillotine, what it does is when it, because improved touch of death allows you to use touch of death earlier, you know, instead of using it to kill the target, you can use it, um, you know, when they're at higher health, it's very useful for raid bosses and stuff like that. Um, but without it, especially in a mythic plus or in a small pack, um, what it does is without it, it just means that the only way you could use touch of death is to kill the target. And when you do that, it deals a hundred percent of your health to that target. So it makes it a little bit easier to use. Without that kind of trigger, um, and then when you use Fatal Flying Guillotine, what happens is if you kill your target, it deals 100% of your health to that target. But then it also deals 100% of your health to four other targets. So it turns your touch of death from just a big boom into a nuclear explosion of damage. <laughs> Um, you know, to where it goes from, you know, some people were seeing it, it being like, all right, it's like 10, or even in a, in a pack, if you get the full use of it, right, you have forbidden techniques, so then you could use it a second time. Um, you know, the night, the bug is that it doesn't check whether or not the additional targets hit are also at that health threshold. Um, so with Improved Touch of Death, it checks whether they're at that health threshold, and then it decides whether or not it deals your whole health or 35% of your health to them. Without Improved Touch of Death, that check doesn't exist for the game. Um, and this is a bug that we definitely expect them to fix because it's so overwhelming um, to the point where you can pretty much just do nothing for a while, and when you sit and think, all right, things are about to die, 
you just sit spamming your touch of death button and then boom you all of a sudden do more damage than anybody else in your group um and stuff just gets erased from the face of the earth especially with forbidden techniques if you then tab to something else that also happens to be killable you know you're then doing a hundred percent of your health and damage to 10 targets or you know the same mix of targets in there and um, with all the health buffs that we saw on beta and and alpha and, and stuff like that to increase the health pools, it is a staggeringly large amount of damage. Um, so fun, a fun lot of people are, are digging it. You know, we're we're really trying to temper expectations that it's something that has been reported. They are aware of it. Um, you know, and because it doesn't require storm earth and fire, it should theoretically be easier to fix because things with storm earth and fire just historically tend to be incredibly difficult for, for Blizzard to kind of iron out the bugs. Um, but it, it's something that while it's there, people are going to use it. It's very just, you know, like I said, you could just sit doing nothing. Auto, it requires no resources, no input from you, whatever. You could just sit spamming your touch of death button the whole pack and then still end up doing a ton of damage to that pack. Um, you know, especially in Mythic Plus or in Raid, you know, there are ways in Raid to then, if, if you have little ads that you're hitting, but the boss is nearby, you can hit that 100% damage over onto the boss. I did that uh, these past couple weeks, just kind of goofing around um, on a fight like Vigilant Guardian in, in Sepulchre. There's a lot of ads that you can kind of chain that damage onto the boss, so... It's definitely fun. It feels kind of weird that you're just kind of sitting around doing nothing. Um, and that's okay in that moment. Um, but it, it's definitely something that we expect will get fixed out at some point. Um, just because it's unfair, you know, to the rest of the game. You know, what we can do with essentially two global cooldowns without needing to do anything else. Um, you know, they do most of the work and then you just take reap all of the, the damage. Um, from that but so in terms of bugs or you know kind of really insane things um with fatal flying guillotine that's what we have right now um but the rest of the tree is very very good uh you know there's a lot of people that don't want to play with whirling dragon punch because we've played with it for so long and you, they don't like getting knocked up and not being able to move their character um i am one of those people i am not missing whirling dragon punch um, people, if you don't want to play with Skyreach, you don't have to play with Skyreach. You know, there's there are builds that skip around to grab Dance of Chiji because even in single target, it's just kind of a nice add to the flow. Um, you know, to help your mastery keep up, to help mix abilities. It's it really is very nice in single target. Even the and the damage is mostly there. Um, it's not a ton of damage. It's not super there but it's something that if you want to play with it you're going to be fine to play with it um and certainly in a situation where um the you know where it's a boss that you might switch between single target and cleave or aoe there's a lot of options in the talent tree that you can look at and just say okay well this fight's got a little bit of cleave but not a ton so i'm gonna snag dance of chiji you know so that i have it when it's up or i'm gonna take shadow boxing treads um, which is another really great, you know, that has blackout kick dealing damage to three targets. So then when you're having adding that to teaching of the monastery, you're having nine blackout kicks go out, you know, at a time, um, you know, and stuff. So it it really, like I said earlier, um, 
you know, there's a lot of Wind Walker going forward really feels like every ability has its place, you know, um, and you're not going to feel bad about hitting, you know, any ability at a time, um, you know, which is really nice. And it allows people to kind of pick and choose what they, how they want to play, how they don't want to play, um, all while keeping, you know, what is viable or what is optimal relatively close. Um, you know, for for people to play the way they want and still feel like they are contributing value to their group, and I think that's the biggest strength and success for um, you know for the Windwalker tree is that there's just a lot of options. People can just say, "Hey, I don't want to play this." All right, dude, don't play it. You know, here here's another option that is only a little bit behind. You know, if you find yourself dying all the time. With Skyreach, don't play it. Go play something else, you know, that's going to keep you alive and the damage is going to be close. So, um, you know, there's always going to be those people that adhere to this is the mathematically best. This is what, you know, the best streamer or the best player in the world plays. So I'm going to play that. But I've, you know, I really want to stress and I've been trying to stress to people that that's going to be very, you know, with Windwalker especially. And, you know, definitely because it's going to include Skyreach. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to lose more damage than they're going to gain by trying to play like the best players. Uh, because the best players are going to be able to get the best value out of the best talents. And everyone else is going to be sitting and watching them in Marvel, myself included. Because I am unlikely to play Skyreach in most things because I have a hard enough time with Whirling Dragon Punch. And Skyreach will kill more characters than Whirling Dragon Punch. Um, I think uh, uh, if we could find if there was a way to track it, I would love to have the data because <laughs> I know Whirling Dragon Punch has killed thousands, if not tens or Guilty. hundreds of thousands of characters. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not going to risk Right. I mean, you know, Flying Serpent kicking off edges has killed monks. Rolling off edges has killed monks. If, if you've played a monk and you haven't done those things, you haven't played a monk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so now you're adding Skyreach that really is find unless you all on most like if a boss has a ledge right there's always snap points a boss like eye of the jailer from sanctum there's always snap points that so you will get zipped over to there but if you move forward a little bit you will probably be off the edge you know if there's yeah. fire on the ground you press touch uh, or tiger pump you're going to be in that fire um you know it is going to kill tens if not hundreds of thousands of characters of people trying to play it when they really shouldn't. Um, so, and like I said, my, myself included, I'm going to stay away from that <laughs> um, and leave that for like the tail end of farm. Uh, you know, what my last gasp of trying to, you know, beat my previous bests and stuff like that is when I'll take those talents because I just know that I will not be good enough to intelligently use that talent <laughs> and it will get me killed more often than it can. I wanted to. So what what you're saying this is the true end boss of uh, Vault of the Incarnate <laughs> Skyreach. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, if I'd say if somebody can go through all of progression without dying because of Skyreach, then I will crown them as the greatest windwalker that has ever windwalkered. <laughs> well, um, I mean, because I just even the best players there's going to be a time oh, you know, I I didn't mean to press Tiger Palm. But I was in range, and oh, now it's just so much harder for me to get out of fire, or I'm off the edge, or you know, whatever. Um, 
There are useful things to it, such as engaging targets. You know, it lets you get to your target faster at the start of a boss. You can roll in and, you know, uh, tiger palm to get that little bit closer. Um, but like, I, I think the, the edge cases of it being beneficial are going to be nowhere near the <laughs> amount of the frequency of the times that it is detrimental. Oh man, I just see I just see Windwalkers in raids doing this and actually hitting the boss before the tank gets hit the yep. boss. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee it. This will be one of the first things that will happen <laughs> when yeah. we have this in and, our and, guild all the time. Yeah, because and not only like it puts you closest, you're going to get there before <laughs> the tank is going to get there. You know, it's going to be not only that, but since it'll be your first Tiger Palm, it's going to be deal 100% additional damage because of power strikes. You know, if you have Touch of the Tiger, then another 30% on top of that, it's not a ton of damage. But if the tank is just running in and body pulling or maybe just taunted the boss, you have now put yourself in melee range of that boss and dealt damage to it, and it's going to be upset at you. Uh, listen, we can always have the 100% damage return on Touch of Karma back, and... Uh, That's true. <laughs> and uh, and Windwalkers will probably start taunting the boss then. Call that creative play, baby. You know, that is, that is an edge case that has probably not been talked about enough. Uh, is that if you pop Touch of Karma and you zip in there and the boss smacks you before the tank gets there, if you survive the smack, even with Touch of Karma, then yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> for a long time, Windwalkers have joked about standing in fire and taunting the boss for Touch of Karma. Well, here's your opportunity to get it on the first, you know, the start of every pull. <laughs> zip forward, take your damage. Good how, luck to you. How to get a hundred parts. I will stand farther back and... Wish you luck. <laughs> well, um, you're you're making some really good points, and it's actually something that uh, we've been talking about the talents being uh, adding possibly the, the coolest thing into the game, and that's build variety and being mm -hmm. able to do this. Oh, I cannot play this, or I don't don't want to play this, and want to do that. Since um, well, I mean, we see it in our community with uh, a lot of people. Obviously, want to play the best thing, and that's always going to be. But there's also a lot of people like, man, this seems like it has a lot of buttons, or man, this seems like it's a little bit too much, or I I don't want carpal tunnel or things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that um, obviously for certain specs, talents can actually do this, where they can just give you an easier time to play. But from what you're uh, from what you're pointing out as well, Windwalker not only does this, but it also does it in like you know a kind of competitive way where you're not like oh if you don't play Skyreach, you just won't do damage, right? So right. it's it's really cool that you have these options. And I wanted to kind of ask you this question, and you kind of mostly answered it. But do you think there's something that maybe needs a little bit more attention? Maybe you're like, oh, this is cool, but you're probably never going to play because it's just not either not working right or maybe doesn't do enough damage or anything like that. Since from what you're saying, it's like you're pretty much selling the entire spec right now. But is there like <laughs> nothing that needs improvement? And if not, then hey, more power to you. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's there's a couple things, you know, that could use some improvement. Um, Rushing Jade Wind is a talent, you know, that really people should play um, it, because of the damage that it does, especially in Dragonflight. Um, but it, it just feels really awkward to play. You know, it's one chi every five seconds, six seconds, depending on haste. Um, and it just feels very awkward. So I would like to see it not the damage of it changed because I don't think I think where it's at now where you know especially the it's it's um it's damage curve for higher targets is less than others so you know in a bigger the bigger the pack the more damage rushing jade wind is going to be 
Um, it still it has reduced damage, you know, after five targets, but it doesn't reduce it quite in the same way as like spinning crane kick does. So it, it maintains a little bit further. Um, but the really the biggest problem is just that it feels awkward to play. Um, we have a lot more resources now than we used to, so it it should feel less awkward. But it, it still feels odd, um, you know, to play. So I mean, that's something that I think the functionality would be nice to be changed. I would like to see it be more of like a toggle and just reduce your energy regeneration um, instead of costing chi um, or, or just have it last longer, you know, or, um, you know, for Brewmaster, for example, it's a very nice button to have because it doesn't cost them, you know, they don't have chi for it to cost, uh, you know, so the chi cost of it makes it very awkward um, to play. Uh, it slows things down and people generally don't like things being slower. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really the, the thing that jumps out to me. Um, there are other things. Last Emperor's Capacitor, you know, is something that a lot of people really liked, you know, in terms of shooting, you know, lightning out of your fingers. Um, but, uh, you know, my biggest gripe for it is that it just, you, you can't move while channeling Crackling Jade Light. Um, you know, that, in my opinion, is is the make or break it for me. Um, I didn't enjoy playing it in Antorus when it was a legendary back in Legion. Um, and I would not enjoy playing it now. Um, you know, so really, uh, that talent, it, it's right now it's not strong enough to merit taking, um, you know, anyway. Um, but it, were it to be strong enough, I think it needs to also allow you to channel while moving um, you know, just because Windwalker has so much mobility, so much movement, being stuck in place just feels wrong, um, you know, for the spec. Uh, you know, so that's really something that I think would be nice to be changed. Um, you know, there's always going to be gripes about Feyline Stomp um, in terms of needing to stand on the line. You know, so I, there are definitely ways that could be changed with that. Right now, it looks like we might very well use Feyline Stomp in single target. Um, primarily for the Feyline Harmony talent, because then it it you deal additional damage to those targets. Um, you know, with resets and stuff like that, you know, you're able to have that 10% additional damage up, you know, 30% to 50 or 60% of the time. So that's a really nice thing to have, especially for burst windows. Um, you know, but the ease of Feyline Stomp is going to be something that people are going to continue to gripe about, and justifiably so. You know, it's again, it's something that kind of keeps you in a small area. And that just feels wrong for a spec that has so much mobility. Um, Bone Dust Brew for me is always going to be a sticking point um, just because it always has that potential where we ignore mastery and spam spinning crane kick. Um, and I think, again, that just feels wrong for the spec. It's just not the way that Windwalker should play. Um, right now, it's just not... The value of Bone Dust Brew and the strength of Spinning Crane Kick, and because Hit Combo exists in the talent tree in a place that you're going to take it all the time, um, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, it, that mitigates the fact that you're not just going to be spinning like crazy, um, which is kind of nice. You know, you're going to want Strike of the Windlord pretty much all the time. You know, you're going to want Hit Combo pretty much all the time. You're going to want Teaching of the Monastery pretty much all the time. Um, so that kind of locks down some of those points. You're not going to be going into Bone Dust Brew. Um, but I think if Bo 
one thing in terms of a change, a talent that is there or that is not there that would be nice is that if we're going to have Bone Dust Brew, I would like to have Bountiful Brew. I would like to have the leg- the Covenant Legendary effect, the Unity effect for Bone Dust Brew where it procs kind of randomly for you. Um, because I think that really, for me, that should be the main spot. That should be the main way that talent works. Um, to, hey, I get this proc, so now I'm going to spin really fast for these you know, couple seconds. And then I'll go back to doing, you know, the rest of my my stuff. Um, I think that fits better than kind of a definitive, all right, this is when I'm going to do this and use this cooldown. I just enjoyed playing that better. Um, and the the talents that build off of Bone Dust Brew, Attenuation and Dust in the Wind are really just not very strong. Um, you know, so I think if looking at the Windwalker talent tree and kind of looking for issues, I think the biggest issue is there's more cool stuff than we have points to use it. <laughs> what a nice um, issue to have. You know, I mean, yeah, it would be nice, you know, because we're using Feyline Stump right now, there's just not enough points um, to also have like Way of the Fey, right? Which which increases its damage more. Um, you know, there's just not enough points for that. And it's not strong enough um, to merit taking a point away from something else. Um you know, there's there's just a bunch of other things that it's kind of like, yeah, I would like the points, you know, to have. You're there. There are quite a few things that you're kind of locked into. Um, you know, for a lot of people right now playing in, um, you know, the kind of pre-patch time, you know, or any, anyone playing in the pre-patch time, um, you know, this is, you know, what your talent tree looks like is going to kind of be the backbone of what it's going to look like in Dragonflight. Right, the Dragonflight talent tree is just going to kind of build off of the Shadowlands one, because right now we are more restricted. So we're going to take the talents that are going to be the best. Um, so it, it really, there are pros and cons. You know, people who want more talent diversity might be upset that you know, seventy-five to eighty percent of your talents you're going to take in this in this circumstances all the time, and then it's just kind of that last you know, 25, 20% of, of talents that gives you that flexibility. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't, once you kind of start with that backbone, you really kind of, it's very hard to go wrong. You know, if you randomly put the remaining five talent points places, you're probably going to be okay. You know, even somebody that doesn't use guides, that doesn't, you know, look to min-max, if you're just kind of reading the descriptions of things and picking, you're probably going to be okay. Um, you know, and that's something that I think even going back to the start of our conversation, you know, that you guys said that like Windwalker has always been kind of a complicated class. You know, it's been a, a spec where you really need somebody to tell you what's best because things don't always make sense. There's a lot of nuance and, and behind the scenes things. Um, and I think a lot of that has gone away um, to where you can kind of guess your way to a decent enough talent tree. Um, because there's just a lot of options. As long as you're kind of sticking more or less to that kind of backbone of talents, you're probably going to do okay and you're going to be able to play, mm. you know, in the way that you want. If you want to play the touch of death way, if you or if you don't want to play the touch of death way, you can pretty easily ignore those talents, um, you know, and pick up other things along the way. So it, it's really, I think, a very nicely designed talent tree. Um, and I think the 
the complaints that I have are nitpicking. It's looking for a problem, you know, <laughs> rather than some of the other talent trees that the, oh, yeah. the oh, yeah, issues yeah. are much more glaring and kind of slappy in the face the second you look at it. Yeah. I have to um, make this clear. It's very nitpicky because overall the spec talent tree is looking like dude, like I'm 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 looking at it and I'm like the more the more I'm looking at it and listening to Babs talk, the more I realize that it's, it's looking out, like what, one, one of the best things and the, it, obviously it's scratching some of my itches, but if you really look at it, it's like taking a lot of your abilities and just altering them in some way, like the way they're doing for Tiger Palm, the way he's doing for Blackout Kick, Spinning Crank Kick, Touch of Death, uh, Sun Kick and so on. And I think that's that's actually really cool because you can definitely have different style of play styles and rotations and it can add that breath of fresh air. And what I wanted to ask you, because now we have Strike of the Wind Lord, and uh, mm -hmm. not only do we have Bone Dust Brew and Feyline, so we have like a lot of abilities that we can just pick as opposed to what we've had up until Dragonflight um, with the, you know, uh, 21 total talents and you get to pick seven out of the 21 and some of the other spells were already in your baseline kit. We've had a similar discussion with the, uh, with the Enhancement Boys. And I want to know if this is something similar for Windwalkers, uh, at least when we get to level 70. Will there be like builds, at least uh, viable builds that have just way too many buttons? Because we've we've had, and I never thought this was ever going to be a problem, but we've had people come into into our streams and, and talk like, man, it's just too many buttons for me. But looking at so, how many more you get yeah. now, and for me, it's like, yeah, give me more. It's a, first, it's a first for us too, because uh, up until Dragonfly, we never had this in our community. Just like, man, this is looking so convoluted, like so many things to do and track and whatever. So yeah, I get that. I get that. It's like a, the, 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 the new vibe coming from all of this new stuff. It could be the, the situation where you, you can have that if you enjoyed that. But I, I feel like, as Babs put it, Man, you can go for a route which pleases you and you'll, okay, maybe you'll be behind, I don't yep. know, two or three percent the other, but, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, button bloat has been a problem for Windwalk. You know, it, it, it is certainly, I've played, I, I boosted Enhancement Shaman, you know, and played it at, at the, during season four for a little bit. And that was, I thought Windwalker had button bloat, but like, <laughs> it was really something, um, you know. And talking to Word Up and, and Surge and some of the other you know top uh, enhancement guys, like there's that that's kind of the thing is like there is a lot of buttons for enhancement jump. Um, Windwalker does not have that many buttons. Not as uh, let me say let me rephrase. Windwalker does not have as many as enhance. Um, unless you really want to go out of your way, right? You're gonna want to grab if you want maximum buttons. Then you're gonna want to have Strike of the Windlord, Feyline Stomp, Whirling Dragon Punch, uh, Bone Dust Brew, Dance of Chiji, Rushing Jade Wind. Like so, you can if you really are a crazy person. Um, <laughs> you know, you really can grab all those buttons um, and just go wild. Um, I will not be recommending any builds that go that way. On the contrary. I have put together a very nice build for myself that takes as minimal buttons as possible. Um, when when we simmed it, it was about ten percent behind. You know the other options; it's probably closer to like fifteen or twenty percent in Dragonflight. But you know, I for one like less buttons. I like more downtime. You know, I like all these things that people hate about. Um, you know, about the game sometimes. I don't want to be spamming. I like to sit and take a sip of my water while I channel Fist of Fury and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So I have, uh, 
you know, I have a, a talent set up for myself on days that I just want to take it, you know, take a break. This is the um, tea day. This is it. It's very silly, um, you know, and kind of scattered and skips, you know, things like Stormworth and Fire, Serenity, you know, what? which is obviously like you're going to not take any of your major cooldowns. Um, but it doesn't have Strike of the Windlord. It doesn't have Serenity or Stormworth and Fire. It doesn't have Whirling Dragon Punch or Feyline Stomper. Uh, Bone Dust Brew, Rushing Jade, when Dance Chigi, you know, so it's it's minimal buttons and it's kind of dumb and obviously not made to be this way. Um, it does take Zuen, you know, but only because I couldn't find a way to not take Zuen. <laughs> um, if I could have found a way to not take Zuen in this talent tree, I would have. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, you have to fill up some of the the spots with something that makes sense. Um, so I just couldn't do it, unfortunately. Um, so Zuen is really the only. I, looking at it, I mean, I flying serpent kick and and touch of karma. I have in my minimal buttons build, um, but invoke Zuen is really the only like cooldown button that I took. Um, and again, it's not going to be. You know, you're not going to light up the charts with this build. But you know what? It's it's kind of nice to have that as an option. <laughs> you can have um, your dip while you're playing. You know, then you have the maximum button build, which is just a lot. Um, but Windwalker is kind of anyone who's played Windwalker, it should not feel any more or less buttony. Um, however, you know, I think the big difference is that, you know, like you said, a lot of a lot of our talents, and this is something that I wrote about a lot and and really wished for, a lot of the talents build connectivity between um the other talents. You know, things like let me switch back to my single target build because having my minimal button builds, it will skew how I'm saying things. Um, you know, but looking at things like Teaching of the Monastery, where Tiger Palm gives you more Blackout Kicks. Blackout Kicks give you more Rising Sun Kicks. Um, Zuen's Battle Gear, where Rising Sun Kick gives you more Fists of Fury. Fists of Fury gives your Rising Sun Kick, you know, increased crit chance. Um, Transfer the Power, where Blackout Kick and Rising Sun Kick increase the damage of Fists of Fury. Um, you know, uh, there's just a lot of that interconnectivity between the the abilities the talents give that really, um, you know, and I've said this a bunch, but it really, I think, builds that feeling of every button having a use. There's not any button that you're just pressing because there's nothing else to do or, you know, oh, I have to do this because I have to, you know, dump some of my chi you know, whatever. There really isn't that. Um Everything has a purpose. Everything builds off of the other stuff. Um, it makes mathing, you know, doing napkin math for some of this stuff insane because you have to, you know, add fractions of other abilities into the value of, of certain abilities. But that's what we have Sims for and overly complicated spreadsheets. Um, you know, so it really, the spec feels very full. It feels very, the talents make it feel very rewarding to press buttons. Um, because, and, it, and it's not the same thing every time. Because Teaching of the Monastery gives you a chance to reset Rising Sun Kick. Because uh, Zuen's Battle Gear reduces, you know, the cooldown of Fist of Fury when Rising Sun Kick crits. Like, it's not going to be the same every single time. You're going to have to be paying attention. Um, you know, Windwalker's always been a spec that rewards being able to look forward and say, okay, 10 seconds from now, what are my resources going to look like? 
Um, and while that is still the case, the players that can do that the best are going to be the ones that perform the best. There is a little bit more of reactive stuff now um, in terms of that and, and a little more quicker judgment. Um, so I think the gap, not the gap, but the range between the best players and the average player is going to get a little bit wider. Um, but it's also going to be a spec that it really practice is going, I mean, it's it's always been a spec that rewards practice. And I think that's going to be even more so now because <clears throat> not only are you going to have to get used to planning ahead, but reacting to the things that happen. Um, you know, I added a lot of my weak auras going into to Dragonflight that have, you know, that glow or that make a small sound and stuff to say, okay, Rising Sun kicks off cooldown. So stop whatever else I'm doing and use that. You know, or, you know, other stuff like that. So it's really a spec that feels like everything has its place. There's nothing you're going to really just ignore. And if there is things you're going to ignore, you're just not going to talent into those things. Um, you know, so that the talent options and, and things really give you a lot of that op uh, opportunity to play the way you like and to feel like what you're doing has an effect on the damage and the output um, in a really positive way. Oh yeah, just like um, um, I won't call it a concluding question, but get getting into like wrapping it up because uh, it was like one of the most positive podcasts we had. And <laughs> judging, you know, it, it's it's granted the spec is looking amazing. The talents, I mean, you know, we I think we made a well, Babs made a great case here. Yes, the spec is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, where would you place it now? Um, when looking at it and how it was to the best, and I'm talking about you know the the perception of Windwalkers, you know, requiring, I would say, a lot, a, a lot, a, a little more in depth study and practice, and getting getting a lot more information, and you know, let's just call it skill cap. Is it harder to achieve the best performance on a Windwalker monk now than it was in the past, or have they made it easier? Or is it like the average damage that you, you can achieve now which is easier, but you still have to put in a lot more work into to be the best? Where, where do you see it now? All right. So uh, that's something that I, I've given a lot of thought, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, because that's always been something that's been very important to me. Um, you know, is that the, is that the spec is friendly and enjoyable for new players. Um, right. You know, that's something that Windwalker, it's always kind of been a difficult thing for Windwalker. Um, even going back to Warlords, this is the example I like to bring up for this, but, you know, Stormearth and Fire, anyone who's been around Windwalkers has, you know, for a couple of years has known that Stormearth and Fire has really been a thorn, um, at times and really kind of, uh, been a pain. Um, but Storm Earth and Fire was put into the game in Throne of Thunder, right? During Mists of Pandaria. We went through all of Mists and about half of Warlords before we really realized how Storm Earth and Fire worked. You know, and these are these, these are the people like me, the people smarter than me, the people looking at the game data, you know, the 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 people that that should pick that stuff up. We didn't notice it for like two years. Um, you know, these kind of nuance, these mechanics, these hidden mechanics. Um, and that made it so that at the time, if you just read the tool tips, if you were a new player, you were screwed. Things were not functioning the way that they should have when reading the tool tips. And that's gotten better over time. Um, certainly moving away from the original version of Storm Earth and Fire was a big jump. 
um, in terms of new player friendliness. Um, and getting to now, there are many aspects of Dragonflight Windwalker that will feel easier. Um, because things like shadowboxing treads exist um, with uh, teaching in the monastery, managing your Mark of the Crane stacks has never been easy. Um, you know, to the point that you don't even need Storm Earth and Fire to do it for you. You can pretty much maintain them automatically on your own with very little attention, if any attention at all. Um, so that's a big improvement. And that comes, some of the changes that happened in, I think it was 9.1, um, with reducing Mark of the Crane down to five stacks instead of six, increasing the duration of the stacks to, I think, 15 seconds, or sorry, 20 seconds from 15 seconds, yep. like, all of that stuff made that mechanic, which had been a mechanic that required a lot of attention, easier. And now in Dragonflight, it requires it's even easier to the point where it's almost automatic. Um, not 100% automatic, but almost. Um, you know, but that being said, I think a lot, some of the mechanics, like the reactive nature of, um, Glory of the Dawn and teaching of the monastery and Zuen's battle gear, you know, stuff like that. Some of that more reactive nature is going to be harder. It, well, it's going to be easier for new players in some ways, but it's going to make planning further ahead harder. And then for players that are better at planning further ahead, the reactive stuff will be more difficult. Um, so I, the, the way that I kind of think, I, when I look at the average player, right, I like to look at 50th percentile as kind of the lower end of average, because that includes people that die. Myself, more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> and even more often, uh, let me say, that will include the people playing with Skyreach. You know, because <laughs> they'll be dead. Um, you know, in that data. So, um, you know, historically, and I've been tracking, you know, the historical data for Windwalkers for every spec for six or seven years at this point. Um, you know, so 75th percentile has always been kind of the way that I like to look at classes um, and specs. You know, 75th percentile player is someone that is playing the spec well, but not one of the best players, right? They're, they're, they're doing the stuff they need to well enough to perform. You know, so 75th percentile is great. So I think hitting that 75th percentile, right, hitting that kind of good level will be easier in Dragonflight. I think hitting the 90th percentile level of being a great player will be easier in Dragonflight. However, I think hitting the 95th percentile or the 100th percentile, being that top tier best player will be more difficult. I think that gap between the great and the best is going to be a little bit bigger because the best players are going to be the ones that not only can react to the reactive things, but they can plan further ahead they can play with a talent like Skyreach and get the maximum value out of that. Um, you know, stuff like that. The, there, there are more things that you have to do to be the best player than there used to be. But the things that you have to do to just be a good player or even a great player are easier to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's kind of my... It, it's a very confusing way, I think, of putting it. And statistics don't actually work that way. But... Um, I, I think, yeah, I think being a good player, playing, let me say, playing the spec well has gotten a little bit easier. Playing the spec great has gotten a little bit easier. Playing a spec the best has gotten a little bit harder. 
I think that's uh, uh, I think it's clear enough. That's a core okay, marker okay. of Blizzard games where, you know, they're easier, more straightforward to pick up and have a bunch of fun. But if you really want to master it, you really got to put in the effort. So I think that Windwalker is probably hitting that nail in the head, which is something mm-hmm. that I, I guess we cannot really say for all specs. And I don't know if we could have said for the game for a, for a long time. And I'm actually kind of happy. I, I, I like this mindset where, you know, people can just pick it up. They don't have to worry. It's like, oh, but this is too much, too much, yeah, yeah. too difficult for me. Yeah. And specifically for Windwalker, because this is why I addressed the question, because it was like, when it comes to like community perception, there's like two major things about Windwalker, right? It was like, obviously, you know, Windwalker is always good for AOE. We don't take it for single target. And it was like this, this daunting thing, because you, you, you know, I, I went on peakofserenity.com. I, I read the openers and sequences for Windwalker. I, I, I read them 200 times to be sure and practice like a maniac. So, you know, that that comes from a place, right? And that's what I was saying. It's like the community perception was this, like, okay, in terms of like new players interested, because the spec is cool. I'm pretty sure it has a lot of appeal for, for new players. But there's always this thing. It's like you, you go on forums and Reddits and you watch YouTube videos or whatever, or streams, and it's like, you know, always this talk about, yeah, but it's, you know, you see the, the, that big damage on the, the streams or whatever, but you know that's hard to pull off. You know you cannot you cannot be that guy or whatever. And that packed with the fact that Windwalkers, uh, well, the, the perception of it was like, um, you know, no no single target damage, AOE damage. I mean, I guess we have now Babs to confirm, as it will not be like the top of the top single target damage, but it will definitely be there uh, and competing with. Above average, maybe above average, I would say, if you like speaking to it. At least we have the tools now to have single right. target damage, right? Yeah, I, I think that that was the biggest thing, you know, is that right now there are the tools. Um, you know, the tier bonus at the start of Dragonflight is is strong for single target. Yeah. Um, you know, to help with that stuff. Um, you know, so I, I think right now, you know, Windwalker should be great at AoE, and I think it should be good to maybe just decent at single target. Um, you, you know, I think there's room for single target damage to go up if Blizzard decides as much. Um, you know, really just increasing the damage of Rising Sun Kick would do it. Um, you know, Rising Sun, there was a big nerf a couple weeks ago where Rising Sun Kick and a bunch of other things were had their damage reduced. But even just undoing that would put Windwalker pretty solidly into the good range of single target. Yeah. Um, you know, so Windwalker is not going to light up any single target charts, but I, my expectation right now is that if you're playing it, you know, it's going to, you're going to be at towards the top in AOE and single target, you should be close enough to the middle, you know, or to where you want to be that you won't feel bad about. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's really the biggest thing. Yeah. There have been times in Windwalker's history where you felt bad about your single target damage. Um, you know, and that I don't think that is going to be the case, at least to start Dragonflight. Um, you know, but because the, you know, like you said, because the talent tree looks so good, there's a lot of great tools. We really are very reliant on tuning, um, you know, and Blizzard's kind of decision to increase single target damage here, increase the value of this, you know, talent. Um, the talents are all close enough that it really shouldn't come down to tuning the talents. Um, it should just come down to tuning the abilities themselves. If we want a little more AOE damage, some more spinning crane kick damage. If we want a little more single target damage, some more rising sun damage. Um, so it's that aspect of things is going to come down to Blizzard, and everybody has their opinions on whether or not Blizzard does a good job or not with that. Um, my opinion is that they historically do, 
um, do a decent enough job for that. Tuning is hard. Um, but yeah, so I think I think Windwalkers should be able to play Windwalker and feel good about themselves, even in single target situations. And even with that, uh, at least in the last couple of years, we can honestly say that they haven't been on top of tuning as much as they have been in the last couple of months. Obviously, we're in the testing phase, but they've mentioned that they're going to keep on tuning this even post-launch. Will this, you know, I don't know if it's going to be at the same rate, but seeing as we're having like two or three buffs and nerfs per week to uh, a bunch of specs and classes, I feel like if there was any concern about your spec and in this case Windwalker not doing enough damage it should be the least amount now when it seems right. like they, they do want to to keep every everything you know in the on a above decent let's say place yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like um when you have like there's always going to be the AOE profile of Windwalker which is going to be like very strong I, I won't I won't see a problem and I never saw it a problem or maybe the fact that sometimes the single target was so weak that it kind of it didn't feel right to just get picked for a fight because you were super giga AOE like soul render right. and then you get you left off because okay you can do much single target but if you do like a decent amount I think that's fine for any like you know decent progression guild not talking like you know super competitive or whatever but your average metric progression right which will will not bench you because you suck at single target. No, you do this on single target and when it comes to like AoE and Cleave, you're just gonna wreck shit up. Yeah. Which I yeah, think it's right. pretty I think it's a pretty good It's spot. reasonable, yeah. 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 So um <laughs> I guess this is a redundant question, but we happy we rewalker? <laughs> Hell yeah, we're happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> It's it's looking it's looking really yeah. good out of all of the specs. And actually, we haven't had the chance to talk about Windwalker this entire uh, beta phase. So, being able to have the first proper discussion about Windwalker in such a positive state is is yeah. it feels really good. And uh, well, to be honest, we we had a couple of hurdles, uh, you know, making this to to to, to right. work with yeah. Babs, right? Because we last time I had some issues, you know, then you know the the whole times and stuff. But I'm happy finally took place because once again we're big fans of the spec. Always love to to get into it and play it. And there's no bigger advocate and uh, from this episode, you know, b- bigger salesman for Windwalker than Mr. Babs <laughs> yeah, over here. Clearly, it's a beautiful thing. And once again, uh, to everybody that's listening, uh, you can go out, check out the the podcast and video format on youtube.com slash mocast. And over there in the description, you can check Babylonius on his YouTube channel on peakofserenity.com. Highly recommend going there and because all, all of the information you need for all of the monk specs will be there. Yep. Plus Peak of Serenity Discord. Uh, make sure to check those out as well. I don't remember, Babs, I think you had a Twitch you stream sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have the Twitch uh, over there as well. Uh, it's exciting times, Dragonflight in general, as with the game. And if you're into uh, Windwalker Monk, if you like planning on getting into Windwalker Monk, then it's definitely double excitement because, well... It's your time to shine. Well, it's great, man. It's looking, yep. yeah, it's it's looking, looking good. good. It's looking good. Um, so thank you, Babylonius, for joining Thanks. Thank you very much. I mean, this was a blast. I uh, love talking about Windwalker. It was like, oh, couldn't wait for this to happen. And uh, thank you for watching or listening. Uh, we shall catch you very soon. I don't know when to be to be fair because so we're exactly. leveling. With the, with the yeah. release and people are going to be very, very busy with their progression. Oh, boy, uh, we're going to try to get people as fast as we can. But yeah, it's uh, gonna be busy times. It's busy, busy times. times. Holidays are coming. Yeah. Are coming. Are coming. Are coming. It's, <laughs> it's, right. it's a Romanian thing. All right, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya.
Shadowlands. I've been loving it then, I still love it now. Still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. Getting better every day, let me show you how. Cause still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. It's getting harder to stay, but at the end of the day, it's a guilty pleasure, so just log in and play. Whether it's classical retail, I'ma do a slash bow. Still, I play wild.